slide Two brothers meet one another When they slide up to the mic It's bread and butter with one another Let's start up that recording light Welcome back to Bread and Butter, everybody. This is episode 17, and we are the Hearthstone podcast that serve up the basics that the average player needs for Hearthstone improvement. And today, we have a very special guest, the man, the myth, the legend, Chanman. Chanman, how are you doing today? Good, good. Happy to be here. I am excited to have you on the show. I was very excited when I reached out to you. You were like, yeah, let's do it. And you were good for this week. It was it was perfect timing. Nice episode right before things get a little turbulent with the new expansion announcement coming probably tomorrow yeah confirmed tomorrow oh is it i didn't even realize it was tomorrow that's gonna be yeah exciting. it was just a it was just a tweet and it was uh it was like their music brought them fame uh their something brought something else and so it just it's for me it's hinting at like uh elite tour and chieftain coming back one way or another oh yeah 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 Oh, that's going to be sweet. <laughs> ETC was amazing, at least the first rendition. There's only been one ETC, right? No, there's been a second. There's, there's a second yeah, one? Okay, I don't remember that one. one. Okay, shoot, I'm not even missed that one. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Yeah, it was, that, it was um, I think, three years ago. So okay. it, it yeah. wasn't in this last year's rotation. Maybe it was, maybe it was even longer than that, but... Um, they, they need to no, make it, him a hero and super powerful, so <laughs> he, he can be really in the meta that well, i think we're gonna meet wonderful i think we're gonna meet the rest of his bandmates now too I oh would yeah assume. yeah oh that would be so nice and they'll they'll all be the neutral legendaries and it'll be great that would make some well will they be neutral legendaries because it feels like etc is kind of now warrior right so well, yes but <laughs> how big is this band gonna be there's <laughs> there's like 11 uh classes now Okay, but hear me out. League of Explorers have been class cards. And then they had the League of Explorers versus the, the villains, right? So maybe well, what we have here, maybe the theme, my guess. Multi-tribal or multi-class? Battle of the Bands. And mm-hmm. then we have three, like we have new characters that are in the rival bands. So there's going to be three bands, ETC and two others. And they spread those amongst the 11 classes. Expansion. Well, I hope ETC is the strongest because Warrior could really use something that's very <laughs> yeah. strong. Because that's all I've been playing. Just just because I I feel I've always been you know just like that in terms of not playing what the meta is and trying to play the worst class. And Warrior oh, feels then, then you, very weak you right now. You need to be and playing Shaman. You need to be playing Shaman. Yeah, both of them. I think both of them are pretty pretty weak for me right now. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you listen to the tack, the, the anger chicken, but yeah. um, they had Cora on for the 500th episode, yeah. and they they said that uh, she said that they are definitely going to be addressing warriors' class identity and um, okay. strength in the next year, and that's that's a priority for them. That's good. Yeah, I mean, nice. you know, I hadn't. I, I think I think we were going to get to it, but uh, you know, definitely was on a break and coming back to war. I mean, it honestly, it feels exactly the same. You know, as uh, it, it was before. While all these other classes like have so many dynamic things, you know, so many really interesting interactions and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping that they'll do something with the warrior because warrior's always been really close to my heart. 
Well, that brings us into, right, right into our first topic. So, I mean, our first normal thing, we talk about what we've been doing in Hearthstone. So, um, you sounds like you've been playing Warrior. Tell us about which, what, what kind of decks you've been playing. I'm assuming in Rage, probably, or... Yeah, so I was like talking to Doc earlier, and um, you know, I kind of you know, took a pretty big break from playing standard specifically. I played some you know battlegrounds or whatnot, but you know, when it, the last few years, I was just working on Juke. I I just didn't play as much standard, and so um, it was the first time I've ever been you know so far behind you know in terms of cards and and just having just the ability to play whatever I wanted, right? So really went through a, a very new player experience of being so many expansions behind. And, uh, it, you know, it was really cool to actually go through and just, you know, not not really have just the pick of the litter in terms of the cards and really trying to work with what I have and, and having that kind of experience and, and trying to, um, to ladder up. So right now I'm level five diamond. So I'm, I'm really trying to get this... Uh, warrior <laughs> this control warrior with some bursts at the end um you know two legend uh you know against all these other meta decks right now and having a lot of fun you know i've i've always enjoyed you know just just kind of slowly grinding and figuring out little tweaks and what i'm getting there versus just kind of cheat coding it with our hearthstone deck tracker and and getting the legend quick sometimes i'll do that too but i, I always really enjoy just kind of slugging away at it and that's kind of where i'm, I'm mid slugging right now so yeah i've been playing a uh you know that that type of control but has some bursts at the end with um you know different cards like um captain you know galvanger and and um, obviously um ask the lore and you know like you know we definitely have like about five or six cards that are going to burst the face you know for some of those uh combo decks and you know mages and so I, definitely some good matchups so there are definitely some terrible ones like the warlock but uh overall you know i feel like i'm i'm going to grind it up to the legend pretty soon here you, <laughs> so you should definitely find your way over to the queen concede discord because there is lots of talk about warrior specifically oh yeah some avid yeah. We have some avid warrior fans but what, what you just mentioned i i is a really interesting um thing to talk about you are coming back to the game after not playing for a while yeah yeah what is that experience like how like how how did you reintegrate yourself because a lot of people say a lot of people the barrier to coming back is i don't have the cards now what am i going to do yeah 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 so i mean i think that's been the you know just an experience that again i haven't had probably ever you know since the the beginning like beta uh and i don't really even count that you know just because everybody was going through that so this is really the first time I've gone through it. And, you know, I think I'm in a little bit, you know, obviously I can buy a bunch of packs if I want to, you know, I've been trying not to buy, you know, a ton of packs, but I definitely had to do something, you know, buying some of the the set, you know, just those, those uh, mini sets or whatever, and just helping out with some of those cards. Uh, but overall, you know, I, I would say that um, the store is kind of interesting with the different offerings. I think, you know, that that's pretty diverse now. You know, I think it's good. I, th- I think that, Offering new things, you know, obviously dependent upon, I think it's based on depending upon what you play. And, you know, because I, I noticed that there's some class mini bundles that, you know, I don't get every single class, right? I only get some, some classes. Uh, so those are kind of cool. And I, I think that it's still pretty expensive. You know, like it, it's just Hearthstone, right? Hearthstone's going to always yep. be, be uh, uh, kind of, you know, pricey. But I do like that there's just so many more offerings and and just like the mini sets are, are great. You know, like don't even have to bother about like, you know, the randomness of the packs and, uh, you know, you can kind of get, get this core set of cards that allow you to, you know, kind of build the flavor of, of some of these uh, decks that are, that they're trying to get us to play. Right. So, um, so overall, yeah, you know, I, I've been able to build, um, you know, a, a pretty cool, fun warrior deck and not really felt too limited 
Um, I'm a real stickler about not dusting like legend cards and stuff. So it's even harder probably for me <laughs> right now. Like I probably could have more like, you know, more of, of card legends that are in the meta right now, but I, I'm just a stickler for never, never dusting that. So. <laughs> well, if, if you do the tavern brawl once a week, you get yeah. a free standard pack, which is nice. Yeah. But what yeah. was it like opening nice. the client? Like and I seeing know. how different the client was. Uh, the client's the same, right? Like there's, there wasn't any, I mean, I've, I've still, I've been playing battlegrounds here and there, you know, so, okay, not, you know, like I, I didn't play much of mercenary. Um, in fact, I still have like the 59 mercenary packs or something. I just, I, I think after the tutorial that you, that you get that I haven't even done yet. So I, I just didn't really get into that. Even doing whatever tutorial I, I did do, but, um, apparently very few people did. That's kind of, yeah, that's a pretty big bust, I think on their, their end, but, uh, you know, respect well, the attempt though. Yep. Yeah, they did make an end of life. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, did they? Um, they I didn't even see that. They yeah. they, oh. they announced the boss the boss rush, which was like the final mode that they had been working on. They just said, "Hey, we're." They basically said, "We're in maintenance mode now. No more new content. Have fun, enjoy it." That's really? it. We're done. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, okay. So, hmm, that's interesting. Given that, um, you know, Hearthstone's a money maker for them, right? So, yep. But yeah. it's weird too because. Yes, Hearthstone's a moneymaker, but Blizzard, or in calls, as far as we can tell on Twitter, they don't mention Hearthstone anymore. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it doesn't make money. I mean, I, I feel like Hearthstone yes. has the most, you know, like, compare it to Overwatch, or compare it to, you know, maybe Overwatch 2 coming out is, is definitely a, a boost, but Hearthstone has the most clear, you know, just... um monetization you know like it's like gotta buy packs to play right everybody buys them to play so unless the user count is just super super low which i don't think it's crazy low you know like we did lose all of china yeah well okay that's true but yeah but i don't think think i'm I'm not sorry i'm not trying to argue with you and say hearthstone isn't making them a bunch of money it's just weird how they outside looking in right because like we don't have any insider knowledge but Yeah, yeah it's just weird how they just choose to not discuss Hearthstone in like the quarterly like meetings that they have. Yeah, well, they have yeah. before, but I think that the the main idea of not doing that would be this is working fine. Let's not bring attention to it. Let's just keep it status quo. It, it's 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 just turning and burning. Let's just, let's leave it alone and not make people say, "How can we get more money out of this?" No. Yeah. Stay yeah. where you're at. And so to be honest, like I, I don't think that jamming in a bunch of other game modes in Hearthstone is necessarily the best um, decision for them as a developer either. Like, you know, with Hearthstones, I still think of Hearthstone. You know, like well, it's 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 probably starting to change a little bit because there's there's maybe equal amount of people playing Battlegrounds as there is you know Standard and Wild and just just all of Constructed, right? But I still think of Hearthstone as more constructed, you know, that, that just the original version of it. And, you know, Battlegrounds really could have been its own game. Like, you know, if they, yep. if they just put more resources to it, it could be, you know, the, instead of TFT, it's, you know, it's Battlegrounds, right? And so if they're going to ha- save these game modes f- for new title releases, that I'm cool with that. That's fine. Yeah. I would have played more Mercenaries if I could have had it up while I was playing Standard. Sure, yeah. So, Doc, what have you been playing in Hearthstone? Um, so, I've been playing a lot of BGs. Um, so, I'm almost almost 5K in BGs. It's been nice. it's been a it's been rough from 4,500 to about 5K. I'm like 4850, I think, right now. Um, 
and I had another dirty spi- uh, spicy pretzel mustard the other day. And I sent my obligatory screenshot and text message to Daniel Sturman Sheldon and apologized because um, I stole his spicy pretzel mustard from him. Um, what is that? And he had <laughs> he had. Uh, did you did you ask what's that? Yeah. What is spicy pretzel mustard? What? So spicy pretzel mustard is the single hardest achievement to obtain in Hearthstone. Oh, the achievement, which is right. winning. Uh, winning a game of Battlegrounds with winning every single lobby ties uh nullify the achievement oh tie oh so so perfect well without ties yes perfect without ties yes you have to win everything no ties right nice what was it what 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 kind of uh, what kind of it was a weird demon comp that just didn't Uh, make sense yeah demons really good um but but yeah it was fun like i think i think I, i think i tied i think i tied like the fourth to last combat oh no and then I was like, okay, sick. I don't get this now. Um, <laughs> but I still won. I got like got like 80 MMR from it. Nice. I think it's the second hardest, though. I think the hardest is AFK. Mm, that's fair. Which one's AFK? AFK is you AFK the first two turns you skip because you have to wait till the third turn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hands. Yeah. And the, the the achievement is to skip a third turn. Like once or the entire game no no so the you skip oh, you, oh just in the beginning just in the beginning yeah. okay yeah, yeah 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 but you have to win though right or you have to finish top yes. four yes you have yeah. to get no you have to win you have to win wow that's hard yeah it's yeah. it's I, I don't know what the percentages are but last i looked i thought it was harder to get than the spicy pretzel mustard but i have the afk one i don't have spicy pretzel mustard grip also has a brand of spicy pretzel mustard he made yes he does uh, and, so, and t- good. <laughs> so Tito, what about you? What have you been doing inside Hearthstone? So this month I tried to get Legend right off the bat. Um, I had been playing really well in February, and I'm I'm trying to make a push to actually be a, a not so scrub Legend player. And um, I tried to hit it on day one. I didn't get there, but I did. Pre- I got pretty close. I think I hit the D three. I got there on the, I think the sixth, and I came in around uh, one thousand three hundred ish. And I've been um, made it this my my goal this month to normally I used to hit legend and I, you know, then say, OK, now we're going to meme. Now we're going to, you know, play other modes. Now we're going to do whatever. I'll play a few games here, but I'm really trying to fight the decay now. I really want to fix my MMR. So I have played a ton of games and I'm probably I'm still going to decay. And I, I'm down to about I think after the last game, I just played them at like twenty five thousand. But um, I've gotten close back to I've almost gotten back to where I was before. And it's been a lot of fun. It's been challenging. I've been playing some people I know now, which is great. I had a game against Kibler. I lost, but it was still fun. <laughs> so it, it's, it's like the goal is to get there and, and start playing people. I'm like, oh, I, I'm playing, you know, that person or that person. And and we're getting closer and we're, we're winning. I think I am still above 50 percent at Legend. It's just the decay is hard to keep up with. Um, but I'm winning and, and I'm building up some confidence, even if I don't really feel like I'm building up confidence. What are you playing? Uh, um, I am playing undead shadow priest because yeah. I am not too proud yeah. to play one of the best decks in the games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That deck's very powerful. <laughs> and, and someday I may be good enough to just take whatever I want to and bring it into this, um, this meta, but today is not that day. 
In fact, I am scared to change right now because I have so many games. I've probably gotten over 500 games this month logged with that deck. And um, I'm scared to change because I don't even want to risk like learning something new or readjusting. I'm just I until I have to change. I think I'm just going to stick with this for the month and, and just see what I can do with it. See, like, that's the th- see, that's the thing about, um, uh, you know, just grinding a deck, you know, or, or just, you know, tweaking little things like maybe a card or two at a time and just grinding is because like even just with the pros, like I feel like if you grind a specific deck 500 times, you're going to play that deck better than the pros. Like, you know, like you can do way more than a deck that a pro would look at and say, oh, there's like these flaws. But because you've played every single scenario and nuance and you know how to handle them and what comes in the future like you know it's it's really interesting like i don't think pros get a chance to play you know that certain decks that many times they just don't have time right so i've I've always been really fascinated with with just um i always always think of it like in starcraft 2 the the cannon rusher you know like the person that's the best at cannon rushing would own all the pros like just if the first time or the even the first 10 times they played them but then, you know, eventually they would catch up, right? But that that person that's the cannon Russian knows knows it better than anybody else. So it it's always really cool, like hearing that you played yeah. that deck five hundred times. <laughs> like, that's cool. Well, it's been a lot of fun too because, <coughs> excuse me, I'm in the coin concede Discord, like I was saying, yeah. and we have a channel specifically dedicated to talking about this deck. Oh, and okay. the different, like, I mean, not like the thirty card deck, but like the general archetype, and yeah. and I mean, we get to, we we have discussions like, okay, wait, I'm playing rogue. And this was my this was my opening hand. Do I mulligan two corporals yeah. or do I keep one and all that? Because yeah. even after playing all these games and collating all our knowledge together, there's still a lot of questions. It's still not as straightforward as some people think it is. There's there's a yeah. lot of nuance, and it's just fun to really kind of dive into the dive into it with the community and and and, and puzzle out and apply that to my game. So it's been a lot yeah. of fun. Cool. Yeah, that sounds great. So, so Chan, what have you been doing outside of Hearthstone? Yeah, so uh, I was working at a, or I was uh, leading a, a esports startup business called Juked for the last three years. Um, unfortunately, we had to sell Juked and, and wrap it up this last year. But, uh, but you know, that journey was a, a lot of fun. It's it's kind of, it's been a pretty rough uh, eight months for startups, just generally speaking. Yeah. I don't know if you saw all the banks stuff recently, but n- another yeah. hit, hit to the startup industry. But um, hopefully, it's not too bad, given that the, the government has guaranteed the deposits. But um, but yeah, the last eight months, we just kind of ran into some uh, bad timing in terms of having raised money. And, and so, um, you know, we ended up selling the business, but, uh, but you know, it's great, you know, juked, I don't know if it, you guys were familiar, but juked was a, a social network for, for, uh, esport fans and eventually gamers, but we were starting with esport fans. And so, um, so yeah, you know, it was, it was very Twitter like mixed with chat and mixed with, uh, you know, scores. just, we had schedules and scores and we, we had a lot of, uh, um, you know, a lot of the information that esports esport fans need on top of the social aspect. So yeah, worked on that for three years, really, really, uh, um, you know, lived the startup life and founder life and, uh, you know, building a business. So, um, just really, really fun. And, uh, you know, a lot, watched a lot of esports during that time, obviously, but, uh, and, you know, I didn't watch too much of Hearthstone esports just because, you know, Hearthstone esports has been pretty, I know it's gone through some tough times too. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, did you miss specialist? Uh, Did I miss? Wait, 
Which special? You mean you mean the guy? You the mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, the oh, the format. Uh, no, I saw specialist. I saw. Yeah, I I, I oh, caught okay. it. Yeah, I caught specialist. Okay, I th- I thought you were blessed with the opportunity to miss out. Is that on that? No, I I saw, I saw that. I saw a little of that, and then I stopped watching it after that. <laughs> but we we are going to talk all about these esports in a little bit. Yeah, Doc, what have you been doing outside the game? Um. So okay, I kind of have some. Not like personal drama, but uh, at the beginning of the show, it was like episode one through three. I think uh, I had announced that I had just moved into this apartment that I'm in. Uh, that was that was because there was this other apartment complex that we were trying to move into. We paid our deposit. We were told a move in date and then the move in date got pushed back. And then we were told, OK, yes, you're going to get mo- you're going to be able to move in on this date. And then less than 12 hours before the move in date. Moving day got pushed back indefinitely. And then so we moved into where I'm at now. And for six months, I've been trying to get our deposit back from this place we didn't live in. And we finally got our deposit back. But within the last 72 hours, we found out that the property manager for this apartment complex we were going to go move into got arrested for embezzling $50,000. Wow. Yeah, so like crisis averted, but like we we thought they were laundering money, because um, within this process of trying to get our deposit back, we were told that uh, our check was written, but then it had to get sent to India, and then it would get sent back, and then we would get it. Was there a prince involved? <laughs> I I maybe at at this point it's anything could go, I guess. Um, so that's like the big thing. Um. It was just crazy. Like it kind of made us feel validated that we were correct, that something illegal was going on. It is unfortunate that the people that have lived there have had that happen to them. And I don't know what kind of protections they have because apparently a lot of them don't have renter's insurance either, which they were supposed to make sure that they had renter's insurance to live there. So there's just a lot of stuff that didn't go right over there. And it's what's kind of funny is it's literally just across the street from where we're at now. Um, but yeah, so that was wild. And then I work at a, I work at a financial institution. I work at a local credit union and, uh, we've been getting a lot of questions about like SVB and what that means for our credit union and like all that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's just wild. And like banks and credit unions are separate. Yes. They're both tied to the economy, but they're, Banks and credit unions have different kinds of like rules and regulations they have to follow and like different levels of money they're able to insure. And most of the people that were asking us questions wouldn't have to like really worry about like not being able to insure all their money because with how the NCUA works, sorry, I'm getting bank technical or credit union technical um, for every social security number on an account. $250,000 is insured. So if it's a trust with like four people on it, that's a million dollars that is insured. And so we just have been having a bunch of people who came in today, like asking questions or withdrawing, like just thousands and thousands of dollars because they think (laughs) the financial institutions are going to all collapse overnight. Um, But the effects of SBB and how that's going to affect like other financial institutions, we like, won't know for a little bit 
So like, yes, it's scary because a big banquet down and it is unfortunate that the people who the companies had accounts there had that happen to them. But I think we'll be okay for a little bit. Like, I don't think it's full <laughs> panic mode. Um, also just watched the new My Hero Academia episode. I read this chapter of the manga because I'm, ca- I'm caught up and I still cried this entire episode. And my girlfriend, she didn't, she hasn't read my hero, but she cried during this episode too. And it's just, if you like anime and you haven't watched my hero academia, it's worth it. Like there's a, like there's a little lull in like season four into season five with like the pacing of the show, but the storytelling is just so good. So that's what I've been doing outside of Hearthstone. Somebody must have um, died, man. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm guessing somebody died. If if if, if it was a tearjerker for your girl friend too. Um, uh, no, just okay. Friendship is beautiful. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's all I'll say because I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Okay. But friendship yeah. is beautiful. Right. Uh, Tito, how about how about you? What have you been doing outside of Hearthstone? Mostly just getting ready for fight night. So on Sunday. This Sunday, assuming we had our episode out before Sunday, Doc. We will. Um, we have a fight night um, Hearthstone eSport battle match between just the guy who is Cora and Sage's dad from the Hearthstone Team 5, de- Team Five, and Blister Guy, who is the host of Walk to Work, the Australian, who you've seen in many delightful card reveal videos. So they are going head-to-head on my channel, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And they are playing. They have they have to draft decks that have been provided by different community members. So uh, we had decks that were made by Ridiculous Hat, Funky Monkey, Ben Heastone, um, the Squelch Podcast, the Blizzlet Podcast, and Cora and Sage also made a deck. So they're going to go in blind, and they have to pick these decks, and they're going to play, and they're going to do a, a conquest um, best of five. So. I'm very excited about that. Me and me and Dragon Rider are going to be casting that. We have prizes and all that stuff. So that's kind of been my main focus outside of work and, you know, getting another foot of snow tonight and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, that's about that. But, Doc, I think it's about time we get to know our guests a little bit better. Um, so why don't you go ahead and lead us into our interview? Yeah, so, Chan Man, for people like myself who may not have been plugged into Hearthstone in the early days, um, can you tell us a little about about who you are? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I think maybe probably best to talk about, I you know my history in Hearthstone. Or so, um, got in Hearthstone just in the early days. I actually wasn't part of the first day of beta. I think I got on either second or third day because I wasn't. I never played card games before so i was just like oh hearthstone i got these beta keys i'm just like ah, you know but whatever right but but prior to that i was doing podcasts so i'm i was pretty well known for being a, a podcaster in the early days of of twitch and um well, so let's talk about that before yeah. we get too much into hearthstone sure. like how did you even get into gaming and podcasting and yeah twitch in the first place yeah so gaming i mean i've just been a gamer all my life um just i mean all the way until i'm pretty old i'm, I'm like almost your or actually you're probably a little older than me too but um you know played in television in artari all the way all the way you know until till now so played just everything but um i would say like the heyday was like in college i was i was probably pro level Warcraft two player. There weren't very many people, but I was definitely one of the best uh, U S players during that time. And, um, 
I kind of got burnt out from that, so I didn't play too much Brood Wars. So was you know kind of taking a break, just doing college, and then uh, StarCraft Two came around. So that's when I really got back into esports and um, ended up like getting coaching too, just to get better at, at, at StarCraft Two. And then I ended up recording these things and then just streaming it in the early days, like on live stream, where streaming before Twitch before Justin and where it was like really, really hard to stream. It was just like me and day nine and, and just a bunch of other tiny, tiny, you know, streamers, but day nine was huge at the time. And, um, and then eventually, uh, I think Mr. Bitter had this like, like, you know, something, what was it? 12 days or 10 days with the pros where he would get like the, like these really famous shark have two pros and coach him. And he ended up getting hired by ESL. So he stopped doing that. So I ended up like getting the idea to do that show. So I ended up, um, starting that it was, you know, very rough in the beginning. This is like kind of building a, you know, or just adding to a car in your garage type of thing. And, and, uh, eventually I ended up, um, creating, uh, Pro Corner, which ended up being my first show in StarCraft 2. And, and, and that turned into like another show and podcast called, uh, Climbing the Ladder, where I had, uh, a bunch of, CEOs and team owners and stuff to talk about business of, of esports. Um, and this is all in the StarCraft two days and then Hearthstone came out. Right. And then that's when I decided to, um, you know, that, that's play Hearthstone. I really loved it. It was super passionate. So I started value town, which is a podcast that I had. And, uh, Crip was my co-host and Trump was my co-host. So we were doing that for a while. And it was, but over the time, I think value town, had, I've had Allie and Jackie Chan and Raynad. I had a lot, a lot of different co-hosts like during during that time. But I think that's what most of the Hearthstone community um, has known me, you know, known myself. And um, you know, so I think Tito, especially. Like I, I know you followed Valley Town for a while too. So um, if I remember correctly, right? If my my memory is oh is, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, but absolutely, yeah. So done podcasts. I was doing podcasts for a long time, but then I I decided to kind of take a step back from content making and really get back into just more entrepreneurship. And so I was working at Hearthstone and HS uh, Deck Tracker for a while, for like a year, and then I decided to start Juked with Ben. And so been on that journey for the last few years. How did you even? How did you and Ben decide to make a company? Uh, so me and Ben have been friends for like, you know, 10 years, you know, 11 years, um, kind of met at, at an esport event when he was working at Twitch. And, um, you know, he, he, we've talked about the idea of just creating a centralized place for esport fans, you know, like an ESPN.com. And that's what the first, um, iteration of Juked was like Juke.gg was basically a, a portal, you know, for esport fans. You could find just any day you go to juke.gg and you would see what the top esports streams and events that were going on, like on the front page, you know, like people use it as their like third monitor type of you know thing all day long. Um, so that was great. Just knowing where the schedules are instead of having to go to Wikipedia and all these, you know, other community sites, it was all in one place for like, uh, 25 esports. So, um, so we always had that. He had that idea. Actually, Ben had started, like tried to do it a couple of times in the past, but then we, the timing kind of opened up for both of us. Uh, like he was, he was, uh, um, finally not with Twitch anymore. And then I was kind of in between between gigs. And so we decided to start it, you know, at that point it's the right time for us to, to really, you know, st- start this venture and see what we can do with it. That must've been exciting and scary at the same time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was, it was my first time like going through a startup where, you know, raising VC, just raising VC money, you know, it just being a venture backed startup versus being more of a bootstrapped kind of startup. So definitely my, my first time going through fundraising and whatnot. Um, de- you know, very, very different type of experience, you know, those two different 
paths of, of trying to build a company. But, um, but, you know, I think we ran into some of the, like, you know, I kind of mentioned before, we ran into some of the, the bad uh, luck in terms of, of uh, what can happen, you know, if you can't raise any money. But, uh, but you know, like, I, I think it was still really rewarding and gratifying because we did change some people's lives. You know what I mean? Like, if the, our community that, that we unfortunately, you know, had to, to leave behind, or not leave behind, but at least had to stop with the, the um, they still exist today in our Discord. And, um, you know, like these people met so many pe- more people in the community because of it. And really, I think we really did grow their fandom. You know, that was really what our, our vision and our, our, our core mission was, was to, to grow fandom, you know, of esports and, and really have just more connections, really, really uh, cultivate the connections so that that engagement could grow, you know, for esports. Well, and it sounds like it, it wasn't just a, you tried, you started, you failed. I mean, or not failed, you, you, you shut down, but like you had, you guys rose pretty high and had some really good success. Do you, you want to, yeah. you want to talk a little bit about the high points? Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we had, um, about, where, where did we end up? Like I'm trying, trying to think of with our mobile app, we ended up with like 17,000 users or 20,000 users. Um, and our engagement numbers were actually quite strong. You know, I I think that what really hit us was that we were pre-revenue, you know, we were really trying to, you know, just be focused on growth just because we were, that's good. We, we followed more of that model, which like looking back on it, we probably should have tried to monetize because I think that's what a lot of, a lot of VCs were, are looking for these days. But, um, but our engagement numbers were strong and, you know, like we really, we really just had the worst timing. I mean, we, we were, you know, look, we started to raise money in May and that's literally when the war started, <laughs> the, um, you know, recession was starting to hit and Terra crashed, you know, the, the entire crypto space crashed. Um, so going through that, I mean, just, it, it just became like polar ice caps in terms of, of just the, the VC or, you know, just the VC, um, space and so they were you know they were more really going internal just really trying to make sure their portfolio companies you know survive this period and um you know so we really ran into that and had a hard time with um trying to find a lead investor so um like again you know those those like seventeen thousand users i you know they i i feel like given the numbers i mean they they really did enjoy the product and you know we tried to talk to as many as possible and they they really did um, feel like it was a, a, an important part of their daily lives, you know, using Juke. And that's that's all I can ask for, you know, it's in terms of building a product. Yeah, I read the article that um, Ben wrote, uh, kind of to sum up mm-hmm. the yeah, uh, Post- yeah and postmortem. Uh, very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learned a lot, you know. I think that in the end, it's just like, um, you know, it's just gonna have you're gonna have success you're gonna have failures but as long as you learn a ton from your failures i think uh um you know it's, it's always going to benefit you and especially in your you know what I, what i decide to do next which I'm trying to decide right now like i'm not in a hurry but really trying to figure out where i want to put my energies and passion something that i you know i really feel will you know benefit the world or the community that i care about and and um you know be be just something i can can really get a, a lot of uh enjoyment out of uh, speaking of um, the community, you're still doing, I believe, Streamer Showdown, right? Why don't you yeah. talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, so Streamer Showdown was this game show that I've always kind of done as a side hustle or, again, just like a my car in the garage. I'll just add something to it or here and there. But um, it's a game show that I've been doing that that we built a, a web app and a platform that facilitates the the entire UI element of it. It's really a mini game. It's, it's like a mini Jackbox that's, that's really tailored for different communities so we've done hearthstone versions of streamer showdown you know like in the in the day at uh, blizzcon and you know just online and and um you know we will have like very specific decks you know deck type of segments you know where where uh or we actually we used to have a card one where you know you you would have to choose like there would be something wrong with one of the cards you have to choose but we, we would have like a b- bunch of different game segments but anyways like game streamer showdowns is a game show that i do in all of various communities whenever um you know i have time so i've had some time recently so i've been doing some hard um overwatch ones i did a i did one with v shoujo just the vtubers uh so v showdown i did with them and then um hopefully i'll be doing a valorant one soon um i did a hearthstone one with with hat like maybe a year ago i think maybe we did one like a year or two ago which was super fun too like i remember we were doing the the battlegrounds who's going to win this <laughs> we would we would show like a video of, of a battlegrounds like like ba- like before uh, just what the lineup would look like before they would fight and then we'd, we'd let the uh contestants like like bet their points as to <laughs> which which side would win that was actually really fun but yeah so i've been doing that just because i've had more time and and uh really contemplating whether i want to do that you know just really go deeper with streamer showdown and see if i can you know maybe make the best game show on twitch or something like that but i uh, haven't decided yet so do you think that with like the like what's different on this card and, and the kind of things you're doing there? Do you think Raren stole your bit? Uh who? Sorry, I haven't really is he doing that now? I don't even know. Like, yeah. Oh no, no, no. He he is an excellent content creator. We love okay. Raren. Um, okay, he cool. does have he does have some of those where it's like, yeah. okay, tell me what's wrong with this card. Yeah, so that's cool. Like, no, no, I mean, like, I mean, obviously, I'm he huge advocate and supporter of other content makers. So that's really, really cool. Yeah, whether he got it or not, you know, it's it's definitely a fun thing that the community really enjoys. Well, uh, Doc, you have any other questions for uh, Chairman before we go to dinner? Um, yeah, I think that's all of. Oh, actually, do you have uh, do you have any future projects planned? Yeah, so I like right now, like I was kind of saying, like I'm I've I've had a, a number of people approach me with different projects and um I haven't really decided on on whether to to really go full out with them or just maybe more of just advising and consulting. But um but I would say right now nothing other than, you know, I would say the the you know, the different game shows and streamer showdowns that I want to do. I'd like to do more like like a, a game show in the different communities, you know? So I want to do one in Valorant. Um, I've been trying to get one together for Pokemon too, you know, trying to see if I can, and, you know, get, get one nice. into that community. Um, anime is always a big one. So, so talk, you might, yeah. uh, we've done an anime one before, but, um, awesome. you know, with Fishojo actually, but so I was, may, maybe might have something at, at one of the anime, um, uh, conferences or shows, um, in the summer, so with- but, yeah. With the uh Pokemon one, would it be the Pokemon video game or the trade card game? Uh I would like it to just be generally the IP. You know, so okay. yeah, I'd I'd like it to just be everything, but you know, more more I would say proper than specifically the game or go or you okay. know, anything like that. So um so that's what I was thinking. But you know, it could obviously work with the card game and you know 
exactly what we do with Hearthstone. When I could, we could probably do with Pokemon, we've done magic. Like I've, I've probably done like fifteen or twenty episodes. Like at one point, Wizard of the Coast, we 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 had a ten episode season um, that we did. With, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so we did ten. We did ten with them at one point, which was super fun. And we had like you know just a bunch of Husus in the in the community. That was a lot. Um, and I don't even know that much about magic, so it was it was really interesting. Like you know, having to to really coordinate the logistics for that the writing the questions and everything with some different people but in the end i learned a ton about magic and it was super the community is amazing so um so yeah you know like it might be fun to get the hearthstone one going again too you know just with with uh uh some of the you know old friends that i have and still in, in hearthstone but um but yeah so probably see more streamer showdowns and game shows you know and i i just think that there's still a big opportunity for game shows like i i just I don't see people doing them regularly, you know, and the community loves them. <laughs> like every time we, we do them, they really have a great time and the people that participate have a good time. So yeah, I mean, that's why I continue trying to push that. Well, it does seem like people are more interested, less interested in gameplay content nowadays. And they're more interested in content adjacent content. Yeah. Like people like reviewing cards. People like talking about, um, where did Firebat go? People like talking about oh, um, things like that more than Drama. they care about, like watching you play a game of Hearthstone. And like people put up those vids and, and they don't do as well as they used to unless you're like a Tice or a Crip or something like that. People want people want engagement in the game that isn't just the same thing as, hey, look at me play the game. So I think that there's, there's a wide open space for uh, things like game shows. Yeah. And people people love to just like feel smart too. So, you know, like you've been playing Hearthstone for 10 years or, or not 10 years, but almost 10 years, right? Nine years. But, yeah, their uh, nine year anniversary was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I remember I tweeted too about that. But so nine years, you know, you just like to feel smart when you know something that maybe some of the, you know, streamers or influencers don't know. It, it makes everybody at home feel good. Well, fantastic. Well, why don't we get into our main topic today, which we were going to talk about. The, the rise and the fall of esports. Um, I couldn't think of a better person to have a, a yeah. conversation with about this. Yeah. So what attracted you to esports and um, what particular games kind of drew you in? I think it, was, it sounds like StarCraft, but yeah. was that where it really started or? Yeah, I mean, I would say that like the the kind of like huge, um, I kind of aha or just like super passionate was uh, StarCraft 2. I did follow it back in the... Um, the quake days, you know, like fatality and, and, you know, even, even just thresh, you know, when he first won the, the, you know, the, the car and everything. Um, but I would say that, you know, just true esport fan, it was probably Starcraft too, just back in the, you know, 2010 when MLG was huge and, and, um, you know, just EG was huge and, and, and all that. So, um, what got me into it, um, you know, just had to do, had something to do with, um being a gamer as well as the community not being big so it's it's just kind of like you know it's really cool to be part of a a, a scene that's super early and competitive you can just kind of see the future like i'm a huge sports fan too so i really could see the dynamic of both you know and where this was headed if it was guided you know correctly where where this could be and um, it was super exciting, you know, like this is the, the day and age of, of Twitch and streaming. I mean, esports was what made Twitch what it, what, what it is today. Like if it wasn't for esports, Twitch may not never have, have grown or survived, to quite honestly. So, so yeah, you know, esports is, was super exciting. I mean, still super exciting to me. But back then, the community was so tight and 
it was just like so just really really fun and and great to be part of yes yeah, fun to think about it. if we don't have starcraft we don't have amaroth right um <laughs> that's an so, interesting connection but i, I guess that yeah. you could say that yeah <laughs> well I, I just mean like you like like the, the esports built twitch and if it's not yeah. if it has it becomes this big platform then you don't get the the side platforms the the, the hot tubs the the you know, it's maybe YouTube Daddy, would have been huge uh, <laughs> if it wasn't for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, she would be on YouTube instead. Yeah, probably. So when do you think esports really hit its peak? I don't think it's like, hit its what? peak yet, but if you're talking about to date. Um, thus far. Yeah, thus far, I would say two years ago. Um, I mean, in terms of just like PC esports, I would say two years ago. I think mobile esports is still like a juggernaut, like a, a hidden juggernaut that has not been revealed yet. Um, just given just the number of potential fans and users of, you know, just gamers, right? Just mobile gamers that, um, you know, it should dwarf everything we've seen, you know, in esports. It's just, no, it's just we haven't quite gotten there yet with it. I mean, we have to make, we have to really get there with PC first before I think the, the mobile esports will be able to follow suit in terms of developers and the leagues and everything but um but i would say like about two years ago you know I, I think covid hurt quite quite a bit you know covid really set things back in terms of just all the live events just zero live events one entire year i mean that's going to set you back i mean it, it killed a lot of organizations that were that were um you know going from from event to event especially in smash you know like those events don't make that much money to begin with so Whenever um, you miss one, it's devastating to that community. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I think 2019 was probably the peak so far, and we're kind of recovering from from COVID at this point. And I don't think we've gotten there. I mean, I think CS:GO is still super healthy, and and I think League is dropping. I mean, I think League League is yeah. fallen from its peak, especially LCS. LCS is way lower yep. than it before, and you know, Overwatch and Call of Duty, they're, they're all kind of you know, lower than they were. So it's really only CSGO that's been been healthy and and continuing, you know, just the levels that we've seen. And then have you have you seen the NVIDIA League? Uh NVIDIA League for CSGO two. CSGO, oh CSGO two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I've okay. seen the, the leak. Oh, I thought you said league. <laughs> said oh league. my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. I mean I think that's a interesting decision. Like Part of me is um, part of me doesn't think that CS:GO needs anything. Like I, I think CS:GO is a you know it's a little bit analogous to sports where it's just it's where it doesn't need to change. Like I, I think CS:GO is in a great spot in terms of the esport and just everything has been tweaked for 10, 15 years now, and it's yep. it's a beautiful esport. Quite honestly. You know, I, I still think StarCraft 2 is is the most beautiful in my mind, even though there's just not a lot of people playing StarCraft 2. But in terms of an eSport, I feel like it's it's still the best one in my mind. But CSGO is is right there, too. Like, from FPS, it's not even close, in my opinion. So, so yeah, um, yeah. since we're talking about RTSs re- a bit, um, did you ever play Age of Empires 2? Yeah, great game. So have, you, have you seen the resurgence of... Yep. Mm-hmm age two esports yeah yeah i mean I, we've even tried to support some of the, the community when we were doing juke.gg so um really healthy community it's not huge obviously but it's no. it's not small either you know it's 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 like you know tens of thousands of, of people still yeah. watching and they're all incredibly loyal yeah and like yeah. it is amazing exactly i mean starcraft's kind of there too you know at this point but yeah. um 
but yeah, you know, it's it's a shame that there's just not not more like we haven't gotten there yet where there's an audience for a game that that people don't play. You know what I mean? Like the esport can really, or the sport or esport, or however you want to, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, can can really grow without having that player base. Um, it's understandable. You kind of have to have this this accessibility element to it, but at the same time, like they're so good. I mean, Age of Empire two, you know, even even those those um, um, matches and whatnot are fun to watch. You know, as long as you know know the game. You know. Yep. Well, like, well the quick. Okay, Doc. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, there's a Age of Empire suit going on, like, for like the next two weeks in Germany. Yeah. Uh, it's the I forget what it's called. I just remember that T90 official who is like one of the most prominent casters for Age of Empires two uh, tournaments. He's in Germany for like two weeks doing this like team tournament um, over there, and the set the setup the production setup for it looks absolutely incredible and insane. Um, and they have like Red Bull Wollowol and Hidden Cup and there, there's a bunch and it's just, sorry, I'm a huge H2 fan. So <laughs> that's good. That's great. Yeah. You would have liked, uh, Juke GG. Um, so, um, yeah, the quickest way to kill an esport though, is to have Garrett and Kyle do a podcast about it. Um, Garrett and Kyle like follow esports. <laughs> Since no, when? No. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not, no, no, Garrett and Kyle. I know, um, I know, Garrett, I know, I know. But um, when, 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 okay. since when did they follow East first? I mean, I love those well, guys. Had, those guys are, are are awesome. But I'm just saying, well, they, like, had, they had they had the podcast. They had the Starcast podcast, and they had the uh, yeah. the, the Hots podcast, and you know, yeah, they also true. I I feel like they're more known for their you know just more of the the gameplay discussion, and you know, just it's how. More so than esports, but um, but that's true. Yeah, with Hots, I, I think specific, specifically, it's too bad for Hots. Like, I, I I feel like that game could have, you know, yeah. had, had more potential if it just if they would have just gotten to it earlier and supported it more because they had a strong community too. Like that that community was super tight knit. Mm-hmm. When shame. they announced that game, when they announced that game, I thought it was like when they said it was it was originally called um, Blizzard All Stars. Yeah, and I thought it was I thought it was a Super Smash Brothers kind of it was <laughs> it was originally, but then they was they, it really? Then they decided to yeah. I mean, the fighting game I think was I think the original idea, but then they switched to to um, you know uh, a MOBA pretty quickly after that. So I don't know if they'll ever do a, a fighting game, but. Um, but yeah, that I mean, it should have worked. <laughs> I mean, like, how can Blizzard property with so many different, you know, beloved heroes not work in a, in a MOBA? You know, like I don't I don't understand how it didn't work. You know, to a degree where you you would have a game that you could make money off of. So they really screwed up there. <laughs> like they they yeah. sh- they really should have had a successful game there. Well, one thing you mentioned too is that COVID really kind of. Um just it, it took its toll on esports but i initially had thought that it was an opportunity for esports because with yeah. real sports being on hiatus and being able to do esports remotely in a lot of ways um i th- i think that if they had really pivoted in a way to mo- monopolize on that and maybe even get more into like the gambling scene because obviously gambling kind of makes the sports world go around on some levels. Like I thought they could have really pivoted into a way where we were watching 
CSGO matches on ESPN2 and also being able to um, get to DraftKings and bet on who's going to win. And I thought there was a real opportunity for a resurgence there, but that, that yeah. just never materialized. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point because I think there were um, there were moments of, of opportunity and moments of success, you know, during COVID, you know, because everything was online. Um, in fact, you know, with DraftKings, you know, we were we were talking to DraftKings and some of the like FanDuel and, and at, at one point, you know, trying to work with them. And, and I know during that time when sports were just completely shut down, I mean, the only thing that their users could could play fantasy on or, or, you know, pick daily fantasy was League of Legends. Like literally that was the only thing. And that, you know, I remember those were some record numbers for them just in terms of League of Legends. But once football and everything started up, then they just went to the wayside. But, um, but yeah, in terms of the, the events, I mean, I, I think that some of the like riot, I think was able to salvage stuff. Um, I don't think Blizzard handled COVID very well, especially OWL. Like I think it was a little bit late, in terms of figuring out what to do. It wasn't until more like 2021 that they, they figured out something. Um, so it really just depended on when, you know, Valorant, I think Valorant actually, you know, did some good things during that time and, and where it's at right now, I think it's, it may be, it may be predicated on that, but overall, I think that not having the live events, I, you know, like the next step, especially like for something like Overwatch league, the next step was having live events at geolocations, right? Like at the cities and, and having that, I mean, that was really what was going to take, you know, Call of Duty League and, and Overwatch League to the next level. And that just, you know, completely went to, you know, went went to the wayside. And unfortunately, you know, it, there's there's an aftermath to that, too. You know, like, I think you see those two leagues and it's, I don't know if it's recoverable, you know, to be honest, like where they are. They're just trying to to just salvage anything at this point. And unfortunately, that sets them so far back from the original vision that it may not be be possible anymore so um so yeah you know like i think in that smash you know smash are all live events i mean like you can't even yep. play smash like right so those really got hurt so the overall scene itself even though some of them were still able to have events the overall scene took a pretty big hit and do you think that's why a lot of companies are um pulling back their esports programs they just feel they're too much of a liability um, um or i mean yeah partially but the the main issue with esports right now is that um you know it's really monetization you know like engagement and monetization like the engagement everybody kind of measures engagement by viewership but viewership isn't true engagement you know like an engaged person is somebody that goes and buys a hearthstone pack you know like literally pays two bucks and, and, and you know like that's a person that's engaged not a person that just like watches for free on twitch right and so esports hasn't figured that out completely yet. Like what the best way to monetize is because ads and sponsorships, like they're not enough. I mean, we had to rely on crypto and when, when FTX crashed and everything else crashed, I mean, that went to the wayside too, you know, like you, then you had to go to the Saudi Arabian government, you know, to really have some of these things, you know, be sponsored and whatnot. So that, that the, the level of brands that are sponsoring, you know, with the amount of money that esports needs, you can just see that the engagement levels are do, do not match what the growth, you know, the crazy amount of money and growth that went that came into esports like three years, three to five years ago, you know, ha really warranted. You know, like when, when five years ago esports was like the hottest thing, right? And everybody, like all these VCs were were investing into esports, and all these companies hired a ton of people and tried to grow, right? Start all these leagues and and everything, but in the end, they didn't really figure out the most fundamental thing, which is like 
how do you actually, you know, make money off of these fans as you're growing the fans? You know, like you can't just, you know, just, just, um, inorganically grow it and then not, you know, and, and have that kind of monetization follow or at least the revenue follow. So that's, that's kind of where I think we are with esports right now. It needs to contract because the growth doesn't match the actual revenue. And that, that means the engagement level isn't what it, it should be just given, given what the numbers are or, or it's inflated, however you want to, you know, say it, right? Like the numbers could be inflated depending on, you know, just, just, uh, you know, Nuzu, right? Nuzu, Nuzu was what everybody was using. And now, you know, Nuzu has gone because in, and, you know, I think everybody kind of knew Nuzu was always a little bit inflated. So, um, so yeah, you know, I think that the, it's, it's more of a fundamental issue. It's just like, we need to kind of contract esports a bit so that we're a size that matches the engagement and monetization level. And then we grow from there. You know what I mean? Like once, once it's making the amount of money that it should be making, you know, like just those numbers match, then I think at that point you, 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 you really infuse a bunch of money and you grow it. We just kind well, of sk- skipped a step there, you know, like we're trying to, you know, Overwatch League, especially, it never even proved that it could make money before we started Overwatch League, no. right? Like, like that, that was never even proved. So that's, that's a common thing, unfortunately, in esports. Well, I think in, in a lot of places, esports wasn't, was a sunk cost. It was a advertisement. It's like get people. Well, that's a problem too. That, that, that's, and, I, yeah, that, for me, that's a problem too, but go ahead. Sorry, right, because didn't interrupt you. Yeah. Oh, no problem. No problem. So I think what happened was, in the case of COVID, esports kind of died out for a little bit or regressed because these live events were getting canceled. And the 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 beam conners were saying, hey, we're not seeing any loss in revenue because people are still playing our games, because even though we don't have the esports and esports was costing us so much money. So why are we still doing esports? And and I think that's one of the contributing factors to why we've seen kind of such a pullback from esports as well. Well, I mean, they're still doing, I mean, I, I don't think anything's changed from a developer standpoint. They still think of esports as, as marketing, you know, it's part of their marketing budget and they're, they're, that's how they warrant the, um, spending the money on esports. I think the issue is for esports, like being so tied closely with the developers, you know, developers having a different agenda for esports has not helped esports you know, really mature and, and develop and, and, you know, really grow the way it should have grown. You know, like they're, they benefit every time somebody, you know, buys the game or buys a skin or buys a pack or whatever it is, but esports doesn't get, get anything from that. Like the teams don't get anything from that when Blizzard makes money off of skins or, you know, Riot makes money off of, you know, a, a new agent coming out and is being promoted in VCT. You know what I mean? Like that indirectness doesn't even go to the teams. So that's a bit of an issue too, because like the developers are, are too integrated into esports and they have a different agenda for esports than it operating on its own. You know, like esports being its own entity and, and it it being a a uh, um, a unit that that generates its own large revenue you know, and it's its own industry and business. It's not that right now. It's too tied to gaming and then indirectly, then that's why streamers are bigger. You know, that's why streamers are having more success than actually esport players. I mean, there, there's all of the, you know, like these these dynamics that happen because of at the root, you know, there, there's this this mis, misalignment, you know, in terms of, of esports and the developers. Do you think a pro- big problem is that companies run their own esports and it, those esports... Yeah. 
venues should be run by either, you know, grassroots programs or secondary programs or uh, community programs. Yeah, let's put it to you this way. It's, it's, not a, uh, it's not a coincidence that CSGO is doing the best. Because Valve doesn't run any of that stuff. Like, Valve is very hands-off of their esports, right? Riot's the opposite, right? And, and Riot's had success, too, doing the opposite. But, you know, I think Riot does have more of a commitment to, you know, the, the esport itself versus trying to, to use it as marketing. Um, but, you know, CSGO, I think, is the most stable. Like, I, I feel like CSGO doesn't have franchising, right? It doesn't have this, this, this type of, uh, I mean, I mean, at times you could say that that's not not a, a true representation of like like just immediately how much revenue is it making right franchising is like more of a for the future type of thing right and and, and kind of building towards what we've seen in sports but csgo you know esl and blast and those i mean they they're making revenue right now you know what i mean like they're they're they have sponsors and they're you know like they're 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 seeing that revenue right now and so whether they're making a lot of money or not is a different story but you know, like I think that in general, the the um, these ESLs and these blasts, they're not the developer, right? And they're they're able to have a business, a sustaining business that you don't see in, in the other, you know, the other esports. Like the teams are the only other entities, and the teams are at the mercy of the develop, you know, the leagues and the developers at this point. There was um, there was one esport that I think did a pretty like decent job. Like I, it still wasn't great. It still wasn't perfect, but with being able to put money into their esport was the halo championship series during halo five. Um, cause there was these things called rec packs, which had in-game items that you could use for one of the game modes. I forget which, but then that money was put into the prize pool for each of their big events. And so the more money, the fans like, paid to buy these rec packs, the bigger the price pool got. And Hearthstone tried to do something similar too for a couple of their events. They didn't try um, to do that. They did that and they were successful. And we yeah. ate that shit up right away. And the fact that they capped it and the fact that they haven't continued to monetize that was, was a problem. And I bet you the problem is they didn't want to give that money to the esports if they're going to be selling those packs. They wanted to keep it. <laughs> exactly right and see and that's what i mean right like there's a different agenda and different budget and different um objectives that need to be made by the by the by the the game you know the game company and the game division right more so than it is from the esport division you know like in hearthstone for instance right there's no it's not a coincidence that even the esports has always had to answer to like the dev team, you know, like the design team, which I always thought was weird, right? It's like the esports team should just like be operating on its own, and and like why do you why do you have to answer like why do you the rules like whatever rules you have for your esports why do you have to get that confirmed by the designers like that's that's insane like to me. So I used to always butt heads with some of those people, but um, but yeah, you know, with Halo, uh, you know, just just this kind of rev sharing. I mean, this hasn't been a secret. I mean, the internationals has done it successfully for how many years now, right? Like they they pay for the everything in that event and make you know revenue on top of that, millions of dollars of revenue on top of that, and you know, the, raise the prize pool. <laughs> you know, fifty percent that raises the prize pool, right? So yep. like it, it's already been proven. It's just I don't know why these companies just don't don't spend more time honing that developing that and just doing it. They just stop doing it after they try it one time. So 
Um, yeah, Halo. I mean, Halo has a really solid three four three. Just mm-hmm. they're just really bad <laughs> about about supporting their game. Like, I don't know if it's because they're tiny at this point, but you know, when when they released, you know, just the latest Halo, a lot of people were excited about it. You know, and and I think yeah. it, it had an uptick, but then all of a sudden there was just no events after that. Yep, and it, and then they were slow on the balancing of weapons. Yeah, like a lot of terrible. A yeah. lot of their pro players were like, not griefing, but like expressing their frustrations out on Twitter. Like, uh, one of my favorite players, uh, Spartan. Like, yeah. he has one of the best comeback stories. Um, he is extremely vocal about how he feels about Halo. Like to the point where other like Halo esports fans like start giving him a lot of grief because they're like, yo, like you're talking bad about your job. He's like, I care about this. I'm being objective because I have to. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's just, it was just sad. Like I'm huge Halo fan. Like I played Halo ever since I was in first grade and have played it forever. And Halo four is one of my favorite video games of all time, even though that one's on (laughs) in the Halo community is one of the ones that people like to pick on. But there's so much potential there, and a lot, a lot of people came from Halo too. Like a lot of some of the people that you see today, you know, whether it's uh, the the casting talent or um, you know even some of the players. I mean, they, they came from Halo. So there's a lot of people disappointed. I mean, a lot of people were disappointed, you know, a, a year ago, and um, even you know even just us at Juked, we we wanted to make a play for for Halo. You know, like when when Halo infinite came out right like we were like yep. okay this is a great time to, to really support halo and just support that small community and hopefully 343 doesn't drop the ball unfortunately they just totally yeah. completely dropped the ball like didn't didn't like you said didn't um patch their their game and there were just barely any events too they did sell skins though like they they definitely did yes. a good you know that was great because i know teams like space station uh you know they made good revenue off of that uh, so that was smart but they, in terms of their esport, you know, team and resources, they just didn't have it. So that's like, yeah. you know, unfortunate. Um, that's not the only game that's like that, you know. But that that's definitely one that had a lot of potential and have lots of people that came from it that that would go back to it if it was it was better than it is right now. Now at Juke, you covered a lot of the you 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 covered the esports. Did you guys ever consider maybe running an esport? Running an esport? What do you mean by running it? Like. Creating like, like, like yeah, creating creating the tournaments and events. And yeah, like we, maybe being the go-to place for a particular game. Yeah, we we definitely thought about it, but it, it's too hard to get into existing, you know, big esports. So we dabbled on it a little bit with um, Di- uh, Diabolical when it was like you know kind of coming out, but Diabolical didn't end up becoming a big game at all. And um, so this, but we were more focused on trying to just from a product standpoint, just more trying to create that, that killer tool, right. For the esport fan, the, the, you know, the place that esport fans go every single day, multiple times a day, you know, that's what we were, we were really trying to to focus on, but eventually we would have eventually if, if that, you know, like we got to the point we would, you know, we were sponsoring events. I mean, we, we would have loved to just, you know, done more events. We did a couple rocket league events. We did a couple, diabolical events like we we were probably one of the only diabolical events ever probably but uh but we had all the <laughs> you know the top you know some of the top quake players played in that um but uh but overall yeah i mean that would have probably been a next phase of juke if we you know just kind of got past the first phase so 
early on, just to wrap up this conversation, um, earlier on, I asked you where the peak of Hearthstones was, and you said, Hearthstone? Sorry, not Hearthstone, not Hearthstone, I'm sorry, Esports, where the peak of Esports was, and you said, we don't think we've reached it yet. So yeah. where do you think the future of esports is headed? And and you you sound like you're yeah. hopeful and optimistic. Uh yeah. So I think the future, what the future looks like is I think it's going to contract like this next year. I think 2023 you'll see a contraction. Like more teams will will fail, and you know just you'll you'll see some some more even tournament organizers probably shut down too. And you know it'll come down to just like the ones that can kind of last through this period. Partially because of recession, partially because of just um, you know just the the flaws in esport. But I think once that 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 the smoke clears from that, I think you'll you'll start to see uh, esports like probably like Valorant. I feel like Riot is I don't know. League of Legends just feels like it's lost its luster. You know, like it's almost like it's considered an old game in Riot internally at this point. You know, Project X is going to come out soon, right? Like the the fighting game. So I wouldn't be surprised if even the fighting game eventually ends up being prioritized, you know, more than than League, you know, in the next five, you know, five years or something. But um, but I see Valorant probably getting to the level of, of League. Um, I see mobile. I think mobile esports again. It's just like a juggernaut. I mean, we already see some of the top um, viewed events in esports. The top five viewed e- events in esports. Three of them are mobile. And people just don't know that here in the U.S. It's just in Asia, everybody is is all over the the mobile esports and mobile games. And, I mean, uh, I got a phone. Yeah, I mean, I do too. But but like people people would rather play. You know, people are a little bit uh you know highbrow. They're just like, oh guys, you know, playing you know CS:GO on a phone or, or playing yeah. PUBG on a phone, you know, or whatever it is, right? It's like no, no. It's like I use my mouse. Well. There's a lot of people in you know in India and in in Philippines or whatever that that can't afford a PC, so yeah. they they play on their phones, right? So, um, I think just the pure numbers just dwarf PC. I mean, it's just like four X PC. So you can imagine the esport, you know, like esports going to be somewhere along the lines of that. So, I think that's probably the future. It's just some mobile title is going to really crush it, and um, it's probably going to crush it in Asia first, you know, like instead of having everything kind of start here in the, the, um, the West, you know, something's going to, I think, start in the East and maybe spread over to the West. Like I wouldn't be surprised. It, it, it changes dynamics like that. I doubt it's going to be Warcraft. Um, Arc, oh. what is it? Arclight? No. Arclight <laughs> Rumble. I don't think it'll... Rumble. That's right. I, mean, I, don't I so admittedly, I did try to get into blaze blue. Oh yeah. Blaze blue is a fun. Blaze blue is a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. I've had, I had a couple people in uh, that used to be members of Swagoy Gaming uh, play Blaze Blue and convinced me into playing it, and it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the time I played it, but with Hearthstone at the time, like consuming every second of my gaming life, I just couldn't put forth the energy I needed to to pursue Blaze Blue. But I still it's believe, a fun one. Yeah, Blaze Blue is great. Like I, I, I yeah, Blaze Blue is definitely a lot of fun. I still think there's a place for. I don't know if Hearthstone exactly in its current state, but there's there's still way more competitive, you know, just competitive card games that we we TCGs whatever like we that we still have not tapped. You know, like it needs to be modernized. I don't think it's snap. Like, I don't think it's anything like that. I, I think we can still do something that's like close to Hearthstone, but 
just I don't think a better I don't format. think we're done with Hearthstone. I don't yeah. think we're done with Hearthstone. I, well, I know I yeah. know officially it's going away, but I still think there's a thriving community there and that 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 has a hunger for the sport. And I, I think we'll see it re rebuild itself in some way. Yeah, I just gosh, I, I wish I could, I wish I could design it like what it would be, but I, it's it's not conquest, you know, like it, it's not those yeah. type of formats or specialists or whatever it is, right? Like it has to, there has to be drafting involved in it, but it has to be yep. not so random either. It has to be like drafting with a, I don't know, just more of a pool, like a drafting where people can have different perspectives. Not everybody has the same perspective. Like in terms of you want, yeah, point of view of what's good, right? Like, if you want to uh, uh, peek into what that looks like, tune in ten o'clock Sunday. Okay, where we have a draft of a uh, event. Yeah, (laughs) you know what's so funny is that we we I did that one time with a show match like a long time ago, and it was so fun. It was like we did like this snake kind of drafting thing, and then they would go against each other. You know, they would pick the class, right? It would be like you pick a class, it gets eliminated, right? And then they would they would do that, and then they would they would draft like each time but I, I would record the drafting pre-record the drafting right and the play would happen live like whenever they they actually play each other but i would pre-record all the drafting and that was like super fun in itself you know just like i think the drafting was like better better content than than the actual playing was because we we know how to everybody plays hearthstone so um the drafting was i think was what was more um so, so yeah, it'd be awesome to see see some of that again. You know, um, a lot of times it's more fun to draft your arena deck than it is to actually play the games. <laughs> yeah, and just it was, seriously, right? Like there, there used to be. I mean, was it Hearthstone Deck Tracker? Or I mean, there were there were the drafters that people would just do for fun. Like, yep. um, yeah. So that that was that was a lot of. I remember doing so, Chanman. Yeah. Um, have you have you got to look at Bazaar? at all oh, right game? game uh i haven't seen it in a while i mean i, I was i you know i i definitely was part of the um the kick kickstarter for it so i would get all these updates for it but i haven't seen an update in a long time so i i, I haven't really seen it recently is it is it finally out is, i mean is it out it, and it's supposedly coming out in 2023 oh if i remember correctly oh my goodness. i don't know Soon tm i don't know yeah, why he, he's taking so long like there's nothing he's adding. Like he's just constantly changing it. That's that's all he's doing. He's just like, con- it's like, it's 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 like creep at this point. He's just constantly trying to, like he just needs to release it, you know. And then yeah, sometimes you just gotta stop and just let yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. Totally feature creeping that thing right now. Or I don't know what he's <laughs> doing. Like I, I'm not even sure it's coming out. <laughs> Let's just put it to you that way because it, it, it's taken him so long to get it out. I thought it was ready. Like four years ago, three years ago, something like that. How hard is it to make a children's card game? <laughs> exactly. Right. No, I mean, I, th- I thought it was actually decent looking even three or four years ago. And then he still didn't release it. Like, I don't, you know, I think, I, th- I think Andre might, or Raynad just might enjoy the process of making a <laughs> game. You know, like I, it's fun. It's fun, really fun making a game. It's really not fun or really hard to make it a popular game. You know, that's, you can have a really good game that's not popular, right? Like it, you could absolutely, it's just really hard, difficult to get, get it going. And I think he might, I don't know, be getting stuck there. And a lot of times, I mean, that's been the same with everything, right? Like HOTS wasn't first to market. Like you had a lot of MMORPGs that weren't Warcraft because they were first to market. And once you're, you can have the best game in the world. And if you can't get eyeballs on it, it doesn't matter because people have sunk cost into all the games that they currently play and if if you're not that 
yeah then it's easy to you have to you have to be that much better in order to pull people away from those games that they have kind of tied their existence to yeah i agree and, and you know to be honest i i do think that there it is time for there to be some innovation to this genre too you know like i think snap is a I mean, I, I kind of consider <laughs> the way I, I look at Snap is it's like it's what Artifact probably should have been, you know, like it, it <laughs> yeah. you know, the three lane, just Hearthstone feeling, you know, like with Broad and the the crew building it like that. But that that's what Artifact should have been. I don't, I just don't like the three lane thing. I'm not a huge fan of the three lane thing. And so you want five lanes? We understand. <laughs> yeah, opposite. I just want one lane. But yeah. um, but you know, so I don't think it's that either. Like, but there, I feel like there is some step forward that needs to be done with these, these cards, because, you know, I, I think that we've already started moving away from just, you know, magic in terms of just having these digital game card games. But I think we need to take it like maybe one step further, you know, like have some more interactions like on, on these cards or, or, you know, it's not just a card, but there's some kind of interactions you can do alongside it too. Um, I think that's when it would get kind of cool. And it wouldn't be just like, um, whatchamacallit, like, 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 uh, uh, Clash Royale, you know, it's, it's not quite like Clash Royale either, but it's something closer to Hearthstone, but just with an added interaction, you know, that, that you can do that's not card related. You can actually, it's more game video game-ish, you know, that, that you can meld the two. I think that'd be pretty cool, but, um, I don't know what that is <laughs> off the top of my head. I'm just like <laughs> throwing thoughts out, but I do think that just timing wise, it's about time, nine, nine years of Hearthstone, we really haven't seen something take this genre to the next level. It's, it's time, you know, it's time for somebody to do something innovative here. Agreed. Hey doc, you have any other final questions for our guests before we move on to the next uh, segment? I am all questioned out. Good questions. Well, I think, <laughs> I, I think I'm ready for a little dessert. Oh, um, nice. Doc. Uh, yeah, so uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Doc McButt. Tito? Well, I was setting you up to ask Chan Man, but <laughs> Chan Man, <laughs> where, where can yeah. people find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Chan Man V and uh, YouTube. Everything's Chan Man V. So uh, yeah, you can follow me there. How about how about Streamer Showdown? Where can they go to oh, get yeah. updates on that? Streamer Showdown, everything streamer showdown, like Twitch, you know, TV streamer showdown and, and YouTube as well. The only thing that's not streamer showdown is Twitter because it's too many characters. It's stream showdown. So um yeah, follow there and you'll you'll be able to see when the next show is. Coming coming pretty soon. So definitely Fantastic. follow. Fantastic. Can can you give us can you give us any hints on what's coming or uh yeah, we'll have an Overwatch one in uh, pretty soon and a Val our very first Valorant one in a few weeks, like three weeks. So, okay. Yeah. If you're into Valorant or Thank Overwatch, you. yeah, definitely check those out. Actually, we have a, a YouTube V Shoujo on April Fool's too. So. Oh, very nice. And you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Tito Santana HS. Um, how about you, man? You got any shout outs you'd like to give out tonight? No, just big thanks to you guys having me on. You know, it's like it's it's always fun. Um being a guest on a podcast versus hosting it's, it's still get had to get used to that at times so i really appreciate it and uh you know keep up the good work on this podcast and and uh you know i really 
uh, have a special place in my heart for this media, you know, for this genre and media. So, um, you know, I wanted to continue on, especially in a, comp- uh, a community I love like Hearthstone. So good job, guys. Thank yeah, you. Thank well, if you. it makes if it makes you feel any better, you are still ranked higher than Blizzlet in some of the <laughs> um, the rankings. So um, every once in a while, Storm Rage will be will wonder why um, a, a show that hasn't happened in four years <laughs> oh can my still God, be seriously? so highly ranked. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And maybe I should do a, a reunion one one of these days. I don't know. And that would uh, break Hearthstone Twitter <laughs> and Hearthstone. podcasting. <laughs> you know, there's a new set about to be released. If you and um, you know you, you picked up and... Trump SC and um, Grip and got there and um, Trumping up podcast. to these. What has he been up to these days? I I I, I pop on Crip's uh, stream every once in a while, but I haven't seen Trump in a while. So he's still doing uh, his thing. He, I've seen like some of his YouTube videos. He's just playing a bunch of different stuff and being Trump, you know, yeah, same like, old Trump. Okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> I watched yeah. him in a chess tournament. Oh and yeah, it was like it was like a blitz, and it was he got to the like you know he's always looking for the value, and but he got to the end, and they were like just about out of time, and he he played his mind out. It was it was so fun to watch. Um. Yeah, he's he's a very very um, very smart individual. Yeah, yeah. No, that's you know Trump's always, you know he's he's always good at at all kinds of different games. So yeah, who knows? Well, I have to think about it a little. I know Allie's doing crypto stuff now, and Allie still plays Hearthstone. Yeah, she does. She does come back to it, but she she does a lot of crypto stuff now too. Um, and she still runs top thousand. Like she's yeah. she's not. And, and I don't know if you I don't know if you saw it. She was um, the Blizzard featured um, content creator for the last expansion. She went down to uh, Blizzard HQ and hung out with Celeste Salon and helped introduce the Death Knight. Oh, did she? I didn't see that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the last one I saw was uh, Garrett and Salissa. So I guess Al- Allie did the, the next one. Yeah, that was that. So yeah, Ali did like the official announcement. Garrett and Salissa hosted the yeah the, um, the stream, the tournament, the, the the stream that highlighted there was like a, a content. And boy, did they have fantastic hair! <laughs> yeah, it's like three days of it too. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah, As a balding good. man, I was very jealous. <laughs> um, Doc, any shout out? 